0: Go far enough. That's like a lot of Christians. Yeah, it is. <laughs> go far enough. Uh, we will be in Isaiah chapter six this morning. Isaiah chapter six. Uh, Isaiah is known as the Bible in miniature. It has sixty-six chapters. The Bible has sixty-six books. There are there is a natural division in Isaiah at uh, at Isaiah in between Isaiah thirty nine and forty, which is interesting. Isaiah uh, the first thirty nine chapters kind of pronounces uh, judgment; things aren't good. It's a it's a bad message, a hard message. Then you get chapter forty, and it changes, and God starts dealing with with grace, and uh, and so Isaiah. Uh, mirrors the Bible. There are 39 chap- thirty-nine books in the Old Testament and there are uh, 27 books in the New Testament. Uh, the last 27 chapters of Isaiah uh, are grace and the first 39 chapters of Isaiah uh, give us kind of the problems that exist. Uh Glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Carla and I had a nice room last night. Uh, we were we were not going to stay, and then some things happened, and so we had to stay. And uh, so thank you for the nice room, and enjoyed Sunday school this morning, and uh, am looking forward to the rest of the day. Uh, I'm not going to tell you any stories on, on your preacher. Uh, I can. But I'm not going to. Uh, I I was thinking of I was thinking of something you told me. You were driving down Twin Creek or driving uh, through Carlisle down next to Trent Creek with your uncle, and something happened. And if you, I can tell you, you don't remember. I'll tell you after. I wouldn't tell it in sure. Okay. <laughs> but I but I'll tell you afterward. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, there are there are just things uh, in life. Uh, that you remember, one of the things that I'm, I'm proudest of, or one of the people I'm proudest of, is, uh, is, is Phil and, and LeVon and what they've done. Uh, they've been here, they've been faithful, they've stuck it out, uh, they've went through some hard times, and, uh, and, and, but they've stayed with it. And, and God's done a work, so, so I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate you being here today. My favorite poem is, I can handle my bifocals and my dentures fit me fine. I can live with my arthritis, but I sure do miss my mind. (laughs) 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 And uh, and I think you probably agree that uh, those of you that are getting a little older, uh, that happens. Uh, One of these days, we're all gonna die, right? And uh, a guy died in England named Solomon Pease. And he had engraved on his tombstone, here lie the remains of Solomon Peas beneath the flowers and the trees. Pease ain't here, it's just the pod. Pease shelled out, went home with God. <laughs> uh, I like that. Uh, I heard about a fellow, another fellow whose wife died and he, re- he wrote on her uh, tombstone, here lies my wife, Samantha Proctor. She caught a cold and wouldn't doctor. She couldn't stay. She had to go. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep going. Don't <laughs> you, you really need to stop laughing because we'll never get done. Uh, Isaiah chapter 6. Let's stand together uh, as we look at the Word of God. We're going to read just a few verses, and then I'll make my prayer. And, uh, and then we'll uh, talk about them, okay? Uh, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and His train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of Him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, woe is me, I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips. Thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sins purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. Let's pray, okay? Father, we love you. I pray that you'll bless us together this morning. I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would uh, would have his way. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd fill me. Bring to mind those things that I should say and remove from my mind the things that would be better left unsaid. I pray, dear Lord, that Uh, Each person here today would be open and receptive to your word. And uh, I pray that Christians will be drawn closer to you. And I pray that uh, if there are those that are here that don't know Christ, that this may be the day that they would say yes to you. Lord, I love you. I thank you for saving me. Thank you, God, for giving me uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I pray now that uh, as we meet together that we'd all be helped and encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm not going to be long. You can be seated. I'm not going to be long. Uh, I, I found out two things. Number one, I found out this, uh, the mind can only comprehend what the seat can endure. Uh, so I'm not going to keep you long. And the other thing that I figured out is that nursery workers hate long-winded preachers. (laughs) Uh, And and so I I like to show grace to them. uh, uh, I've never had to work a nursery. Uh, If I did, it would be a travesty. Uh, I think the little hooks are to hang the kids on. And uh, you either hang them by the roof of their mouth or through their nostril Those little hooks. And, uh, and I guarantee you, I, I could run a nursery uh, and not even have to be in the room. Just hang them up and walk out and the parents come back get give them back. Uh, but they're back there struggling and fighting through this thing. And so we'll try to be done quickly uh, and be done. Israel as a nation here in Isaiah chapter 6 uh, has been through a, a time, or Judah, has been through a time of prosperity. Uh, They have had for 52 years, they've had a king that what God says about him did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. 52 years, Uzziah had been the king of Judah. Uzziah died. I'm going to tell you, the people... Uzziah wasn't a perfect king. Uh, He did some things wrong. Uh, he went and burned incense in the temple and that wasn't his responsibility. Right. And the priest tried to tell him, don't you do it. Right. And he said, look, I'm the king. I can do whatever in the world I want to. And you can't stop me. And he did it. And, and God struck him with leprosy. That's and right. he lived the rest of his life as a leper. Even though he was a king, he was separated right. from the rest of the, of, uh, of the people of God. But he was a good king, and the people loved him, and there was prosperity in the land. And he built up the military and he brought wealth and he created jobs. And, and, uh, and frankly, he was, he was a king that uh, like no other king, he created <laughs> I think I I just can't I just can't resist. He created the greatest economy in the history of the world at that time
1: <laughs>
0: and the military was one of the most bigly militaries in the in the country. Uh, but what had happened is during this time as the nation of Israel, because Uzziah was a good king and because he did the right thing. Even though he wasn't a perfect man, the people had begun to put confidence in Uzziah That's instead right. of having their confidence in God. That's right. Could I say to you today that 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 the president is not going to control the world, that God's in control of it all. Could I say to you today that it doesn't matter if we have a Republican or if we have a Democrat in the White House, because the White House doesn't control the world, but and the White House doesn't have the impact on the world that it can, but the thing that should control the world is the church house, and people getting uh, on their knees in the church house, where God said, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face,
1: That's right.
0: not lobby Washington, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sins, and will heal their land. I believe that Israel as a nation had begun to have confidence in Uzziah, and, and, and begin to trust Uzziah, who was a good king, and a godly king, not a perfect king, instead of trusting in the Lord God of heaven. I'm going to tell you, we have had way too many preachers that have gotten way too involved in politics instead of seeking the very face of God.
1: Uh,
0: Look, Donald Trump wasn't a perfect man. I liked him. Liked him a whole lot better than Joe Biden who doesn't know his name, doesn't know who his (laughs) wife is, doesn't know what state he's in. Talking about that train thing. (laughs) I mean it's it's sad, right? But I'm gonna tell you something. Donald Trump didn't Donald Trump didn't save me.
1: That's right. right.
0: Donald Trump's not my hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And so, that was where Israel was as a nation. And where Judah was as a nation. They were trusting in Uzziah. And you know what? God will, will wipe out what you put your trust in because He wants you to trust Him. Right. He did not want you to trust your wealth. He doesn't want, want you to trust your, 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 uh, your education. Right. He doesn't want you to trust your government. He doesn't want you to trust your preacher. He wants you to trust right. him.
1: Amen.
0: Because I'm going to tell you, preachers fail.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Governments fail. Yes, sir. People fail. Yes, sir. That's right. Money fails. Yes, but God never fails. That's right. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and changes not, and you can trust him. Amen. But the people of God have been trusting Uzziah. Now, God. Uh, had given Isaiah a message in Isaiah chapter 5. And I want you to just flip back there to Isaiah chapter 5. And I just want to give you this. And I think Isaiah kind of enjoyed this message. He said in verse number 8, Woe unto them that join house to house that lay field to field till there be no place that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. God said, look, you folks, you just keep... Building your empires,
1: right?
0: And woe unto you that keep building your little empires. Then he said in verse number eleven, "Woe to them that rise up early in the morning that they may follow strong drink and continue until night, till wine inflame them." He said, "You folks just a bunch of wine bibbers. You're a bunch of drunks." Exactly. Woe unto you. Look at verse eighteen. Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity and sin as it were with a cart rope. He said, you folks just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and further and further and further and and drawing in evil to yourself. Look at verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Man, does that ever explain our generation? Yes, it does. And And then in verse number 22, woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine... Uh, and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward. They were saying, look, we, we, we have every right to do what we're doing.
1: That's right.
0: And so Isaiah said, woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you. And he looked at the world and he said, He looked at the world around him and he said, you folks have got problems, you've got sin. You you just keep going further and further. You keep building your little empires here on the earth. And because of that, woe unto you, the judgment of God is pronounced upon you. And then Uzziah died. I mean, he had confidence in Uzziah. The people are going into sin. And Isaiah says oh my goodness, hope is gone, it's over, I'm finished, it's done, our nation's going to fall, we're going to have all of these problems, our economy's going to fail. Sound kind of familiar? We've got the doom and gloom, and then we've got those that believe that the government's the savior of the world. That's where we kind of live. And then all of a sudden, Isaiah has a vision of God. He said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Amen. Oh man, do we need a vision of God. Amen. Absolutely. Now, here's what I want to talk to you about this morning. I don't want to talk about Isaiah's vision of God as much. What I want to talk about <coughs> is the lesson that Isaiah learned from the seraphims. Remember what it said there in Isaiah chapter 6? He said, I... I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple, and uh, and that wasn't CSX. Right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, wasn't that kind of train? Uh, different kind of train from from the throne flowing down, and above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, with twenty covered his face, with twenty covered his feet, and with twenty did fly, and one cried unto another, "Holy, holy." Holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. So Isaiah sees God sitting on a throne and there are seraphim surrounding the throne and they've got six wings. Kind of a weird little sight. And the Word of God says with two of their wings, with twain, they covered their face. With twain, they covered their feet, and with twain, they did fly. Right. So they had six wings, and two of them covered their face, two of them covered their feet, and two of them they flew about with. What does that mean? And as they were flying about, they cried one to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. Uh, you know, whenever we want to emphasize something in the English language, we, we, we use an exclamation point, right? If I'm writing something and I, and, I, and I want to really put some power behind it, you put an exclamation point. If I really want to emphasize it, I'll put three or four exclamation points after it. And if I really want to emphasize it, I'll make it all in caps, and I'll put bold print, and I'll put exclamation points behind it. Well, guess what? They didn't have Microsoft Word when Isaiah was doing this, right? Uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and all that bunch of nutbags out west, they weren't around back then. And, uh, and so, and so uh, in order for there to be the proper emphasis on the right syllabus,
1: <laughs>
0: what they did to emphasize is they used repetition. And so the seraphim flying around the throne throne cried, holy, holy, holy. Let me tell you what that means. That means above everything that God is, God is holy.
1: Amen.
0: Yes, my friend, God is love. But I want you to understand, God's love is... Holy love. Yes, sir. Amen. yes, I believe that God is merciful. But God's mercy is holy mercy. I believe that God's full of grace. But God's grace is holy grace. Amen. I believe that God's omniscient. But His omniscience is holy omniscience. I believe that God's all powerful and omnipotent. But I believe that God's omnipotence is holy omnipotence. Everything that God is is invaded by the holiness of a God that is, is consumed with one thing. Holiness. God's so holy that the Word of God says He's a purer eyes than to behold evil. God is so holy that, that He cast the, the, uh, the angel Lucifer and a third of the hosts of heaven out of heaven right because right. of rebellion. Right. God is so holy that He took His man, uh, Moses, who was the leader that he chose and was one of the uh, uh, main objects of God's love whom God gave the Ten Commandments to. And because Moses smote the rock, instead of spoke to the rock, God refused him entry into the Promised Land. God so holy that when Adam and Eve partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that God cast them out of the garden and put angels to guard uh, the tree of life And he said, you can't live here anymore. A curse is going to come. Why? Because God is holy. God is so holy that He can't allow sin to be in His presence. And because He couldn't allow sin to be in His presence, but He wanted us to be in His presence, He sent His only Son to go up an old rugged hill, uh, carrying an old rugged cross, Bearing the sin of the world. Every sin that I ever committed. Every sin that you ever committed. Let me tell you something, my friend. He that knew no sin became sin. The very Son of God became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. That's how holy God is. God is holy above all things now let's talk about the seraphim that's God I mean that's the vision Isaiah saw ain't no wonder Isaiah said woe is me I'm undone I'm, 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 I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips and mine eyes have seen the king no wonder Isaiah thought good night it's over I'm done I've seen God you see, Moses God, uh, Moses said, God, let me see you. God said, No, I can't let you see me. No man can see me and live. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll pass by and I'll let you see my hinder parts. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say, Man, I can't wait till I get to heaven. I want to see God. Phil, I don't know that we'll ever see God as God. The angels couldn't look on him. Now I'll see Jesus, who's the image of God. But I think God is so is so majestic and so wonderful and so mighty and so holy. I'm not sure that even with redeemed eyes that we'll be able to gaze upon God. Because that's how marvelous He is. I may be nuts. well I am but that's that's real God's holy the seraphim flew around and the bible says they had six wings and that with two of their wings they covered their face with two of their wings they covered their feet and with two of their wings they did fly those seraphims had impact on Isaiah let me teach you something with, with two of their wings, they covered their face. Let me tell you what that means. They covered their face because of reverence. They didn't feel worthy to look upon the God of heaven. And I'm going to tell you, my friend, we need, we need to not have a, too much of a familiarity with God that we lose our respect. That's
1: right.
0: I was talking to a guy the other day, and he said, I'm going to tell you, man, J.C. just keeps me going. I said, what? Yeah, you know, J.C., no, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus Christ. His name is Lord Jesus Christ. His name is Messiah. His name is, is is the Son of God. His name is 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 wonderful, marvelous, matchless, the Prince of Peace. We need to keep a reverence for God. With two of their wings, they covered their face. That's why I believe that we may not really see him. Because the angels to be in his presence said we can't look upon him. He's too holy. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you knew who God was, you'd never refer to him as the big guy upstairs.
1: No, that's right.
0: If you knew who God was, when the the writers of this book, when the scribes in the Old Testament would copy this book, when they would come to the name of God, Jehovah, they would stop. They would retire the pen. They would retire the pen that they wrote the name of God. They would change their clothes and bathe. Because that's how holy God was. See, the angels had a reverence. These seraphim had a reverence for the God of heaven. Isaiah, when he saw the Lord, he said, "Woe is me." You know what he said? Remember what he said in chapter five? Oh, woe are you. Woe, is you! woe is you! Woe is you! Woe is you! Woe is you! Five, six times, woe is you! You've done this. You've done that. You've done the other. When he gets to chapter six, he saw God. Oh, woe is me!
1: Right, that's right.
0: Good night. The problem's not everybody else. The problem's me.
1: Well, that's good.
0: Let me tell you something, my friend. You might be better than me. You. You might be better than, than, than your neighbor. You might be better than the deacon in the church. You may live better than the pastor, but you're a dirty, rotten, filthy, hell-deserving, vile sinner in the presence of Almighty God. Right. Yes, sir. Charles Hatton Spurgeon said he was visiting a shut-in in his church, and when he walked into the house, there was a, uh, the maid had just done the laundry and had hung the sheets out in the front yard. And he walked in and he said, he looked at her and he said, my, he said, your sheets are so white. You've done such a great job keeping them white and clean. He stayed in the house for a little while. When he got done visiting, he came back out of the snow. And the maid was taking the sheets down off the clothesline and compared to the snow, they looked Yellow. And she was kind of embarrassed and Spurgeon looked at her and said, listen, don't you worry about that. Nobody can compete with the whiteness of God. You Let me tell you, my friend, when Isaiah saw the Lord, before he saw the Lord, he said, oh man, I live in a bunch of heathen, God forsaken, uh, good for nothing, sapsuckers, belly aching people. Then when he saw the Lord, he said, "And I'm one of them."
1: Yes, sir. Changes that changes, yes, sir.
0: You look down your, you look down your nose at other people. You need to get your eyes on Him. When we compare ourselves, ourselves among ourselves, we're not wise.
1: Yes, sir. They need that.
0: I'm not the standard. Brother yes, Phil's sir. not the standard. Right. That's right. LaVon's not the standard. Right. And just so you understand, you're not the standard. Amen, God's the standard. Amen. Right? And we've all fallen short of that standard. Amen? That's Amen.
1: Exactly right.
0: So with twain, they covered their face. Why? Because of reverence for God Almighty. With twain, they covered their feet. You know what the lowest part of your body is? You feed. I've heard about people just love feed. Not me, man. I'm not real wild about feed. <laughs> I was. I was try, I was trying one time. I just tried, and I never would have done it, but I was just trying to see how how far I go. Uh, youngest daughter Alicia. Uh, she was about thirteen. She asked for some money. I said, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll give I'll give you $10 if you lick between my toes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: she said, oh, that's gross. I said, okay, I'll give you twenty. Nah, no, I'd never do that. I'd give you fifty. Man, I had her thinking. <laughs> Gross, man, that's gross. I don't know, you, you give me, you give me a couple hundred bucks. I, would, I ain't no way. I'm gonna lick between nobody's toes. Uh, it's the lowest part, you know. God, uh, when God said how beautiful are the feet of them to preach the gospel, I say, in this guy's feet when I baptize him. They're not that pretty. <laughs> it's humility. See, when we get a vision of God and we have the proper perspective of who God is, then we have a right view of ourselves. If we begin to think that we're somebody when we're nobody, because all of our righteousnesses are filthy rags. I heard B.R. Lakin say one time, he said, I went down to the store the other day and I bought a hat for $100. Said, I put a $100 hat on a 10 cent head.
1: Yeah.
0: He said, do you realize I have enough phosphorus in my body to make 10,000 matches? Well, that'd make you feel good, won't it? See, we're not worth a whole lot. We think we are. Man, I, I, I got up this morning, put my suit on, got me a fresh shirt, nice tie, shine my shoes. Don't do that very often. Shine my shoes. So why do that? I'm coming for the big shot. I'm coming for Phil. I got to shine my shoes. Comb my hair. What little bits left of it. I got, uh, I got both kinds of hair. I got the kind of turns gray and it kind of turns loose. Uh, I, 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 comb, I comb my hair, put a little hairspray on, even sprayed some cologne on. So why'd you do that? Because I stink. <laughs> but this ain't much. Remember what happened? God reached down in the, in the dirt and took a handful of clay and he formed a body and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and then right. became a living soul. Yes, sir. The little boy said, Mama, where did we come from? She said, we come from dust. He said, where are we going when we die? She said, you're going back to dust. He said, Mama, you better come in my room. Somebody under my bed either coming or going. <laughs> That's, that's what we are. We just dust, and we and we begin to think that we're something. We begin to think that we're somebody. We, you know, we get kind of proud, man. We we drive nice cars. We got two of them. We got we got a closet full of clothes. We we got all of these things. But I'm going to tell you something. You're just dust. That's right. And if you get a vision of God. It'll put you in perspective. With Twain they cover their face. Reverence for God Almighty. With Twain, they covered their feet. Humility. And with Twain, they did fly. Sure. You want to know the greatest privilege in the world is being a dirty, rotten, hell-deserving sinner saved by grace Amen. and being allowed to be in the service of yes, the people. Yes, sir. King.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Amen. I'm going to tell you something. It, it's, yes, it's, it's, not, it's not your position and state right. in life that makes you who you are. Right. You're an ambassador for Jesus right. Christ. Amen. I'd rather be an ambassador for Christ than be an ambassador to the uh, to the United Nations than to be the president of the United States I'd rather be a servant of Christ than any other thing in the world look you don't have to be a big shot the word of God in the book of Daniel I got to show you this this is pretty good go back to Daniel chapter I believe 12 see 12 or 13 but I think it's 12 That, yeah, there's only 12 chapters. Uh, look at verse number three. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn the many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever.
1: Amen.
0: My first preacher, first pastor, couldn't hardly read Yeah, that's right.
1: That's right.
0: Quit school, in, quit school in seventh grade and didn't do very well to get to there. I did pretty well. I got through high school, and the reason I made it is because I, I knew who the smart kids were, and I sat next to them. And I, I, I got through. Uh, we got a gal in our church now, Molly. Uh, her sister uh, was in my grade in high school, and she was brilliant and I sat next to her in Spanish. She got a 98 on a test, and I got a 98, and miraculously, we missed the same question.
1: <laughs>
0: and the teacher said, Jeff, I wanna, I wanna talk to you about this test, and I said, okay, I got a good grade on it, and she asked me a couple questions, I didn't know anything about Spanish. She said, how do you say, and she said something, and I said, Commentale vous. <laughs> <laughs> That's French, not Spanish. Okay, I'm done. Flunked that one, got caught. Uh, wasn't a real bright fella. But he, he, he was standing out, he read this passage. And he was standing out, it was about this time of year, Baseballs just get started, man, he loved the Reds. Love the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. I can still go back to the big red machine in the 70s. I can tell you, everybody played every position. I can name every one of them. Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, uh, Joe Morgan, Tony Perez, David Concepcion, George Foster, uh, uh, Ken Griffey, and uh, uh, Cesar Geronimo. There you go. That's the team. Man, they were good. They were awesome and he was standing out beside the road and he, he was getting ready to get picked up to go to work and he looked up in the, in the in the heavens and the stars were shining brightly and he remembered this passage and he said God I all I want to be is an all-star on your team
1: yeah.
0: and you said if I turn many to righteousness I could shine as the stars forever and ever. And I'm going to tell you, buddy, he was so well. Yes, he was. We'd go in, we'd be walking down Franklin. He'd say, hey, let's go in here. We'd go in a bar. He'd jump up on the bar and he'd say, "Okay, if I stop, you need to listen to me. You're all going to hell if you don't have Jesus. Is a soul winner. And I believe he's on God's all-star team. With twain, they covered their face, reverence. With twain, they covered their feet. And with twain, they did fly. Reverence, humility, and service. That's what the angels taught Isaiah. They taught him reverence, humility, and service. And Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, and mine eyes have seen the king, reverence, humility. God said, who wrote for us? Isaiah said, I saw those seraphims, with two of their wings they flew. Hear my Lord. Send me.
1: Amen.
0: You know, God's looking for somebody to go to your neighbor. God's looking for somebody to go to the guy you work next to. God's looking for somebody to go to the person in the apartment store that helps you find your clothes. God's looking for somebody to go. That old kid whose dad doesn't love him Had never, had never even met his dad. Hadn't had a bath in a week. God's looking for somebody to love that little youngin. God's looking for somebody to go to the wealthy. God's looking for somebody to go to the poor. God's looking for somebody to go to the wise. God's looking for somebody to go to the foolish. And when Isaiah stopped looking at where everybody else was and looked at himself and saw God. He humbled himself and said, Here am I, Lord. Send me. I don't know where you're at today. You may be guilty. You may be one of those people who just needs Christ. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to stand before a holy God one of these days. And if you don't have his son, Jesus Christ, he's going to say, depart from me, you work in that way, I never knew you. As a Christian, you're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day. Not not concerning heaven and hell, but to receive a reward. And if you're proud as a peacock strutting your stuff, you'll come out of the judgment seat. I had a friend of mine, a pastor, a pretty good-sized church around about about 1,800 on Sunday. And, and, and to get to the bathroom, you had to come up front and walk across and go out door. We were, I don't know why in the world they built it that way, but that's the way you build. And he said every week, this, this woman says she's just the proudest thing you ever saw. She'd get a new dress. And said she strut right up front and strut all the way across and go out the door to go to the bathroom and then strut back in, showing off her dress. You know, kind uh, And uh, and he said one Sunday morning, he said she strutted out and he said she comes strutting back in. And he said she had a piece of toilet paper hanging <laughs> out of the back of her hose, dragging behind her. He said, man, I wanted to clap. Wanted <laughs> to shout.
1: Because
0: that's really what all of us are. We're just ignorant people that need God's grace. Where do you fall in the picture? See, Isaiah saw himself. He saw his God. And put others in the right perspective. I'll go to him, Lord. I'll go to him. Because that's where I'd be if it wasn't for you. That's where you'd be if it wasn't for him. Bow your heads with us this morning. Let me ask you just...